0: inside the coach's corner with Tanner Hoops. Glad that you're along on ESPN-UP. Over the course of the next hour, we talk with coaches all throughout Marquette County. We get their thoughts on how their seasons are going thus far. As always, though, we're going to start by taking a look at the upcoming schedule and scoreboard. Starting the girls' side of things because there's not a lot happening in girls' action this weekend. Just two games around the UP tonight. Lakeland and Hubble at Chassel. That game was originally scheduled for last night. That has now been moved to tonight. So Lakeland and Hubble at Chassel. Meanwhile, it's Mackinac Island visiting Hanneville. Two games tomorrow, Mackinac Island and Hanneville will square off again. Meanwhile, Kingsley is home against St. Ignace. So again really skimpy slate of games for the girls portion this weekend. How about on the boys' side of things? There's a lot of them coming up tonight. They'll make up for it. You've got Escanaba at home with Kingsford. Meanwhile, Marquette will welcome a nominee. Two crucial great Northern games right there. Gwynn is on the road taking on Nagani. Ishpeming is at Iron Mountain. Lance will be home with Hancock. Dollar Bay is at Barriga. Jeffers home with Ewan Trout Creek. Antonagin will visit Wakefield-Marinesco. Bessemer is at home with Lakeland and Hubble. Ironwood will welcome Drummond with Wisconsin. Chassel on the road taking on Republic Michigami. Stevenson at home with Norway. North Central will host Forest Park. North Dickinson is at Bark River Harris. Midpen welcomes Carney Nato Superior Central's at Engadine. Rudyard's at home with Newberry. Detour will visit Pickford. Brimley's at home with Cedarville. And Mackinac Island will visit Hanneville That latter game, Mackinac Island at Hanneville will be played again tomorrow as well. As for us, we'll have Westwood Patriot boys basketball here in ESPN-UP. 7 o'clock. Pregame tonight's 715 tip approximately as the Patriot boys welcome the Manistique Emeralds. That's gonna be a fun one, and it's my hope that you join us for it. Westwood has dominated the recent series with Manistique, winning fourteen of the last fifteen games, including the last eight, but the Emeralds are a competitive team despite that two and eleven record. They've been a lot more competitive than that would show. That's going to be a fun one. You can hear right here on ESPN-UP later tonight. With that, let's take our first time out. We'll get some coaches on the phone line. We'll talk their teams with them next on ESPN-UP. During winter, travel conditions can change mile-to-mile and minute-to-minute. Prepare for cold, wind, drifting snow, freezing rain, and other surprises. Always remember speed limits are for when pavement is clear and dry. Focus on getting to your destination safely and watch for cyclists and pedestrians, even if it means extra travel time. If there is ice and snow, take it slow. A winter safety message brought to you by Eagle Mine. ensuring in a positive way as we enjoy this high school sports season. Bjork and Zelke Funeral Home, your local and trusted agents for Sunburst Memorials. Welcome back to the espn Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood girls basketball with head coach Kurt Corcoran. His team 13-1, winners of 11 straight after a couple of wins this week. Coach, you took down Houghton 67-52 on Monday. Last night a 53-49 win at Marquette. Tell me about this week for your squad.
2: Oh, I think it's been, um, your pretty typical week. Um, we had, uh, it was a Monday, Monday, Thursday, uh, week, which is, I hate Monday games. Monday games are always tough, because um, I feel like you got to just do a whole lot, um, on a Sunday. But, uh, Houghton was, Houghton was, uh, vastly improved over the last time we played them. They've got, Houghton's dangerous. They've got, um, a couple of freshmen. I think they had three freshmen up on the, on the squad now, and um they're improving, they're hungry, and uh, like we've said many times, Coach Philtis does a great job teaching fundamentals, and uh, Houghton's, Houghton's been down for a couple of years, but they're, uh, they're definitely on the rise. Um we were able to, able to pull out a 15 point win there, um, but I think it was almost a 30 point win the time before, just on January 17th, so um and after, after Houghton, um Prepared for for a tough Marquette team, and I know Marquette had been struggling. Uh, they lost three games in a row to real quality teams, um, so they were going to be they were going to be hungry uh, to get back on the the winning side of things. Um, and they they almost they almost pulled it off. Um, played real tough, I thought Aspen uh probably had one of her better games of the of the season just kind of put her team on her back and um, almost won them the victory last night uh luckily for us we, we thought we were pretty resilient and every time marquette came knocking on the door uh we 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 seemed to have an answer for him um thought it was a fantastic team win last night
0: Coach Aspen made a three-pointer with 4:19 to go in the game that tied things up, and then your defense really stood tall. and Marquette didn't score the rest of the way. Tell me about your team's ability to close out a game and their mental toughness that went with it.
2: Well, it's you know we're, we 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 strive on defense. We focus on defense. It's a staple of our of our team. Um, you know we've been averaging uh, our, our opponents have been averaging like. Just shy of 35 a game, maybe or somewhere around 30 points per game throughout the season. Um, but Marquette was tough, and I'll tell you what, they, they went 18 for 18 from the free throw line last night, uh, which is unheard of these days. So, um, you know, typically you see teams going 10 of 18 from the line, um, and then the game isn't quite as close. But, um, Aspen, Aspen was, was fantastic. She had two big threes last night, um, and had all the, all, she just had all the momentum, and her t- her teammates were feeding off of that. And um, you know, I think the last four minutes of the game, uh, le- less much, not so much credit to our defense, but it was actually our offense. You know, we were trying to milk the clock, um, take some time off of the clock, and um, which can be scary when a team is re- knocking on the door. Right, um, one bad pass, and it's a turnover for a layup on the other end, and. That actually came uh, real close to happening a number of times, um, where we got some some lucky bounces and some lucky rolls that went our way. Uh, otherwise, it could have been a completely different ball game.
0: Coach, tell me or about different
2: outcome. Sorry,
0: coach, tell me about where your team is now at thirteen and one. You've won eleven straight games. Where the locker room is and how the team is feeling going forward.
2: Well, this is one of those cliche coaching. Strategies or philosophies or just statements, but uh, lesser teams, less talented teams, are able to get um, a lot better throughout the year. I mean, there's a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room for growth, um, and, and good teams struggle to get better. I think that's just just naturally how it how it works. And we're trying to find ways to get better you know this is what are we like an 11 or 12 game wins something like that um but we we've got to find ways to improve uh last night i think we did that um just just showing the, the resiliency of our team i mean we were bending marquette had us bent right to the point of breaking and we managed to stay calm and and it, whether it was Maddie hitting a baseline jumper, or, or Natalie uh, driving the lane hitting a banker, um, Tessa hitting those free throws at the end, um, we just managed to hit uh, clutch shot after clutch shot every time we needed it, and uh, we haven't had a whole lot of those opportunities this year to um, show that kind of resiliency uh, and haven't faced a whole lot of adversity. So uh, it was it was good to it was good to be able to show we can do that. Um, even if we haven't had those opportunities a whole lot this year.
0: Coach, a couple of conference road games for your squad next week, Tuesday at Iron Mountain and Friday at Manistique. How do you take the weekend and go about getting ready for those matchups?
2: You know, I I really want to give the girls a day off um, today, but we've got a a youth basketball tournament that's going to occupy our gym all weekend long, so I don't know if it's going to be possible to get in this weekend, um, which... Is, is is unfortunate <laughs> just there's a plug if, if anybody listening we need a new gym in this district um <laughs> we just don't have enough gym space but um i think we're we're going to the students the kids have a half day today so actually as soon as i get off the phone here we're going to go have a quick little shoot around um and then they'll probably be off saturday and sunday which is which you don't like as a coach, but at the same time, they need they need a break, and and I need a break to be honest. This is that time of season. It's it's the this is the grind. This is the stretch. Um, not not only physically, but but mentally, um, where a day off is, is going to be pretty beneficial. So it's we're, we're going to take it easy today. Um, shoot some layups, shoot some free throws, um, and probably be off for the weekend. Um, get back in the gym Monday. And and prepare for for Iron Mountain, um, and then a uh, couple days stretch before we head to uh, head to Manistique. So, trying to balance like we were just talking about, getting better, but also trying to recover from all these viruses and flus going around, and and calloused up feet, and just the aches and pains that come along with the four month season. So, um, we got to kind of take care of ourselves um mentally as well so that's um you know the the plans are are pretty much laid out we are for the most part who we are we need to improve a little bit day by day but um we're not we're not working on any new wrinkles right now we're just trying to perfect the the um the, the wrinkles that we that we laid out earlier in the season
0: Kirk Corcoran, Westwood Girls, head basketball coach, his team, 13-1 and one as they get set for a couple of road tests next week. Appreciate the time as always, Kirk. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPNUP.
3: Here at True North
1: Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender.
0: Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Westwood boys basketball with head coach Scott Sergila. His team 7-5 and 5 as they get set to welcome Manistique this evening. Coach, earlier this week you had a good one with Marquette. They had a run there in the second half and started pulling it away. Final score 61-47. Not indicative of the game, but a good effort from your guys on Tuesday.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I thought we played really well. Probably the best ball that we've played in, in the first half. Um, uh, you know, and then even, you know, they came out, they took it to another level defensively. Um, you know, they took the lead, but we kind of stood the punch a little bit and got back to within three. It was kind of a, you know, we were just inching closer and um, weren't able, you know, had the foul at the end and um, weren't able to, uh, you know, get it any closer. But, uh, you know, they hit free throws down the stretch too, and we missed uh, some big ones down the stretch as well. Uh, but I was really really pleased with our kids on what I saw you know we went back and watched film and um you know because a lot of times this year film watching has been somewhat dreadful you know uh going back and saying okay uh you know here's what we got to continue to work on because we're not doing it in the game and things like that well after this game we started doing those things um we're, we're getting better defensively we're starting to um, figure out the offense a little bit better and, you know, kind of moving along and, um, you know, we're trying to get our kids, you know, we've got some basic sets, but we're trying to get them to play without a play. And, um, and some of that is people, te- on teaching, you know, some uh, bad habits, uh, and then also teaching them some good habits to replace those bad habits. And sometimes that process can be painstakingly longer than expected. Um, but we're starting to come around. We really are. And, uh, I hope we can
0: continue that coach. I think back to Tuesday night, and at one point you were down twenty to fifteen. It felt like Marquette had all the momentum. maybe they could like try for the knockout punch in the first half, and then your team scores the last twelve points of the first half, and you go up by seven into the break. Is that something that your guys could have done back in December, or is that just part of the growing process?
1: I think it's part of the growing process i don't I don't think we could have done that even as little as three weeks ago. Um, Back in January, I I just don't, not against a team like Marquette. We're we're still learning uh, who we are, trying to find our identity, and we're we're starting to get it. Um, We're starting to get it. We're starting to get better defensively. Um, We're starting to figure out where our spots are in our offense uh, more consistently. I mean, the kids know it, but, you know, to do it at a fast pace during game time when the lights are bright. And, uh, you know, there were times um, in that Marquette game where we had three sophomores on the floor. And uh, you know, it, uh, one you know Zach Carlson. I mean, he probably plays like a junior or senior. Um, uh, Beckman. I will say this has really, really come around. Um, and if he can continue to get better and, and be a force like he has been, um, it's still only going to make us better. And Marcus Bowes, he did a couple, uh, some really good things too. Really good things in the. Uh, in that Marquette game, and, uh, so, you know, he's, he's figuring it out, he's getting confidence, and, you know, people don't realize how explosive Marcus Bowes is, um, he's, he's fast, really fast, and, uh, he can, he can jump, it's, uh, for a five foot eight kid, he can, you know, go off at two feet and grab the rim no problem, and he's got some spring to him, so he's still, still trying to figure out, but, you know, he's, he's a great defender for us, and, uh, you know, those are the things that were starting to come around, and, um, You know, and then you look at Ty and then Alderton and then you look at Dell. And, you know, I talked to Dell after the game last game. I said, you can't only put up four shots. That can't happen. Um, You know, he he at times this year has been our leading scorer. Um, You know, he's our second or third leading scorer. Him and Ty kind of bounce back and forth. Um, He has to be. We make it. Uh, Our offense, we start our offense, and a lot of our offense runs through him. And, um you know, he's our senior, and, and we got to get more shots out of him. And uh, he knew it. He knew it afterwards. He said, "Yep, I got your coach, and I understand." You know, uh, so in practice, the last few days, and you know, been making him shoot, Tell him every time he catches the ball, shoot, because he, he really is a good shot. And what he does a lot, a lot of times, is he won't spot up. Um, you know, he needs to be able to catch and shoot. And uh, you know, if we can get him doing that, uh, it's only going to make us better.
0: Coach, have the last few days in practice look as he gear up for manistique tonight
1: you know they've been pretty good I'll be honest you know Manistique is closed the school district is closed due to illness they got a lot of kids out and we have a lot of kids out here too and I got about four players that you know have been sick have been trying to practice sick and um, you know we've been uh, disinfecting everything and you know uh, trying not to have that whatever they have that virus spread. Um, you know, so we've had a few guys that, uh, we haven't been out ill, but they haven't had the best energy just because they don't have it because they're sick. And so, um, you know, I'm hoping that we're starting to get through that maybe a little bit and I hope it doesn't affect us tonight because, you know, Manistique, um, is a team that you can't take lightly. You look at the record and, um, but you, you got to look at scores. You have to look at scores and, uh, watch films. They got... All five guys can shoot the three. They got Skylar Anderson, the U.P. Uh, uh, dream team football player. He's a great basketball player too, a heck of an athlete. Um, and watching film, and this is a, true, I have not seen Ho Hoa miss a three pointer that he shot from either either corners. And there's about twelve of them, and he's deadly from you know when he's in the corner and he can hit that three. And so we have to be aware of that, and you got to stop Skylar. Uh, you know, they got some other kids, too, that are good basketball players. I think Manistique is a better team than their – a lot better team than their record indicates. They played Escanaba Cup, They were ahead of Nagani by three, I think, right at the end of the third quarter, uh, the last game. And, um, you know, I expect a battle tonight. I, you know, and i warned our kids of that. I hope uh, that we come ready to play. And, and um, you know, it's going to be a battle.
0: Coach, what's the tempo going to be like in tonight's game? Or I should ask, where do you want the tempo to be?
1: Well, um, you know, the last game they played about 40-50% against Gwynn's zone. Um, We've been, at times, really good against the zone this year, and at times, it's like we never practiced it. Um, I would say that was probably maybe a little bit earlier in the year. We are getting better against the zone. Um, You know, we changed a few things up, added a few wrinkles, things like that, and you know, I, I like. I don't like our. Sta- I don't like guys stationary. Um, I like us moving still in a zone. Um, you know, and our kids got to know their spot. So we've been working on that. Uh, you know, they ran a little bit of one three one, a little bit of a lot of two three, um, and then some man. So we we've been preparing for all three. Um, you know, and I tell the kids if you don't want them to set up in the zone, we got to get out and push the ball. And um, you know, uh, I've. If I have a crew that we need to slow it down, which we've had in years past, um, we do that. If I have a crew that I think we can get out and go a little bit with, uh, you know, Dell and Z at our guard, then then we're going to try to do that a little bit too. Um, You know, if you go up against a team like Marquette, I thought we did a great job. Early on, we didn't do a great job of uh, getting back and transition defense and slowing them down, but then we, you know, we called a time out there and kind of regrouped, and then we did a lot better job the rest of the way. Um, you know, but if you're going up against a team that can really get out and run, um, you know, against Marquette, we said it's okay if we walk it up. If the score's close, let's just walk it up and take our time and value the possession. You know, but I thought we also did a good job of taking the fast break when it was there for us, and that's that's the credit to you know uh, Delangelo and Carlson and uh, they're they're learning to pick their spots better, learning when to drive, you know, when to pull it out, when to get a uh, set up in the offense, so we're getting there. Um, you know, I always say if you can get a fast break, you always want to try it. We practice it every single day in practice. Um, you know, we want to try to get out and um, pick our spots. And you know, if you can get a quick one, well, why not? Uh, before the defense can get set up, especially if they're playing, you know, multiple different defenses. So um, that's you know, that's what they're trying to do to you is slow you down, and you know, so you got to pull it back out. and see what they're in, and then call something, and then go ahead and try to run the play. Well, you know, I told our guys, if you don't want to do that, you have to get out and transition and try to you know, beat them setting up the zone. So we're going to try to always get out. Um, and uh, uh, if it's not there, we have to be better decision makers, which we're starting to become, to pull the ball out and uh, value the possession on the offense.
0: Coach, how's the locker room right now? I know a couple of losses here the last couple of games to some really good teams, but tell me where the locker room is, the mindset and the confidence what have you.
1: Well, I'll be honest, I think you never like to lose it. uh, But the kids know, they're starting to know. Um, I I tell them, I think I I believe more than they do, that they could be a, a really good basketball team, you know, and Uh, I talked to some other coaches, and I talked to Coach Waterman. I said, holy smokes, do you have to scout every single game of ours? And uh, um, he said, yes, because everybody knows that you can beat anybody on any given night. And, you know, that's great, but we need to get to that point. That's that's just potential. And potential is just a word if you you don't try and uh, go out and you you don't meet it. And um, I think the potential is that we could be a solid ball club and compete with the likes of, you know, maybe Nagani. Uh, you know, you saw a little bit in that Iron first Iron Mountain game. and um, You know, but Iron Mountain's on a whole different level, you know. And uh, I've said this at the, all the way through the year. I think it's, you know, Iron Mountain, Nagani, uh, Eski Marquette, um, and then a big gap in everybody else. And what we're trying to do is close that gap. And I thought against Marquette, we did a little bit. Um, you know, and uh, we can't just do it the next time we play one of those four. Like, you know, we got Nagani coming up next week. It has to start in practice. That's, that's where our, our level of practice um, has to be. Our intensity has to be greater. Um, our smartness has to be that much better. Uh, and then when you play a team like Manistique, um, we have to – at that level and I, I've always told the kids, any, anybody that's successful, they all have one thing in common, they're consistent at what they do and if we want to have that success, we have to be consistent and uh, we're getting more consistent, you know, it's becoming more frequent, the good things that we're doing um, but we're just not where we need to be yet. Um, so going back to your original question, the locker room it, I thought it was pretty good I you know, practice this week has been pretty good I thought our kids were like, okay, you know, maybe there's crazy old man is right that you can be pretty good um you know and so our, our practices have been solid and uh we got great kids we really do and uh you know our kids know our kids know that that marquette's a top team and we battled with them for two and a half quarters and um you know that's 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 what you, yeah, you got to strive to do so and that's what we're that's why we practice.
0: Coach, lastly, give us an update on your JV season, and I know you had a really fun event at Westwood this past weekend with your Mix It Up tournament. Give us an update on how that went.
1: Sure. Uh, I'll start with our JV. You know, I, uh Coach Messing has been with me for a while in football, and he's always helped me out at the, at the JV level in basketball, and uh, he took over the head coaching job for the JVs this year, and um, uh, Chelsea's been helping him, too. Coach walton has been helping him, too, and so... Um, they, you know, that team, you know, you take three sophomores up and we only had six sophomores or freshmen go out for basketball. So, you know, we combined basically, a, to make one big JV team next year, we'll have freshman basketball back. Um, you know, there will be enough kids, um, to, to even move a few up with the now freshmen to make a, a solid JV and freshman team. Um, you know, but I watch those kids at the beginning of the year, and uh, a lot of times uh, Coach Messing is over on the other side of the gym when we're practicing, and I'm listening and I'm watching, and, um, you know, and he's teaching the things that, that we want them to teach. We're trying to teach our kids how to play basketball, um, not just to play in basketball. And uh, we're trying, you know, we, we start with our defense first, and, you know, every single day he's doing something defensive. Uh, and they're getting better. They really are. I've been watching them close, and they've been getting better. I thought the first half against Marquette, um, you know, they came out maybe a little soft and kind of, I don't know if it was intimidation or what, but I thought the second half, I think they held Marquette's JV team, who was really, really, really good. Uh, to three points in the third quarter, they battled. They got, you know, uh, battled back a little bit there, but it, was, it just wasn't enough. And, um, you know, they're battling with a really, really good JV team. And, um, you know, they're getting better every week. Uh, The three-on-three tournament this weekend, this past weekend, was a huge success. It's a big fundraiser for both the football and basketball programs. Um, I tell you what, I can't take uh, the Hewitts. You know, Sherry and Chad came back, and uh, Chad volunteered his time, refereeing, and Sherry basically helped me. I shouldn't even say that. I helped her set the whole thing up. Um, You know, she's always done it in the past, and, just kind of passing the torch to me, so to speak, so she kind of, kind of walked me through everything, and, uh, you know, they, they, they don't have an iron on the fire anymore, except that they graduate graduates of Westwood and they're giving back, and uh, those two came back and uh, all and helped us get volunteers and all the volunteers and, you know, our, our, a lot of our football coaching staff and basketball coaching staff, referees, all day. Um, it's fun to see all the little kids come in from all the different areas, and our Aspen Ridge kids over there playing, and it's, it's really been a fun tournament, it really has it's going, I think we had about 44 teams this year um, you know, and, it, and it, it, ends, it ends up being, you know, a really fun tournament for uh, this community and the surrounding areas it's, you know, we even had some teams come up from Gladstone and Escanaba and Iron Mountain uh, so, you know, it's, uh, it's expanding a little bit and you know, I don't want to make it into a, a two or three day event, you know, we have our wish tournament uh, that's a uh, the wish people do for that for the little kids and that's a bigger tournament, five on five full court. Um this is just a little fun day a little fun one day event and uh, it was a huge success But it, it, it starts with Sherry and Chad Hewitt and all the volunteers um, including our Booster Club a lot of the Booster Club was all there all weekend, I can't thank everybody enough um, and it, I'm proud to say that uh, I'm part of this community and, and it was a lot of people helping out kids It was a a
0: great great day. Westwood Boys basketball head coach Scott Sergila, his team getting set to welcome Manistique later this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Serge. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Thanks, Dan.
1: appreciate
0: it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP. M-Bank offers sophisticated banking solutions to support your business. When you bank with M-Bank, we support you every step of the way, combining big bank resources with personal service and quick local decision-making that moves at the speed your business moves. M-Bank has helped a wide range of small to mid-sized businesses achieve success. Our experienced team makes it easy and convenient to help you grow. Let M-Bank design a personalized plan for your business's unique needs. M-Bank, community-focused, client-driven. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome back to the ESPN-UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Gwyn girls basketball with head coach Ben Olson. His team 9-3 as they get set to head up to Calumet. Coach, a busy week for your squad, your third game in five nights, but 2-0 and thus far in the week. Tell me about your wins earlier, if you could.
4: Oh, uh, Manaskeek game, I mean, both of them kind of started the same way. Manaskeek and Ishpeming, we played. We had a tough time defensive rebounding in the first half of both those games. Um, it kind of allowed the score to kind of hang around a little bit on us. And once we kind of figured that out and, and boxed out and did what we were supposed to do on the defensive end, um, I think uh, obviously the offensive end kind of came around. So um, we had kind of lost our transition game and that kind of wall there where we lost, I think, two out of three games or three out of four or whatever it was. And we were able to get back to running a little bit and, you know, when, when we can get 15 16 17 18 points in transition like like we normally do you know that push pushes our scores up into the 80 or the 80s that pushes our scores up into the the high 50s low 60s and uh you know we need that you know we we need to get those those easy get out and run breaks and we're an athletic team i feel and you know we can get out on the break and we can kind of exploit teams that way so you know, when, when we were up in the 60s, I think we're a tough team to beat. If we hang around in the mid-40s and, and we're not running our break like we should, I feel like, you know, that's when we're, we get in those dog fights.
0: Coach, three straight wins for your squad, six games above five hundred, just past the midway point. What's the mood in the locker room right now?
4: Um, man, you know, that's such a tough question with the kind of two weeks that we've had. Um, you know, you just, with the passing of Coach Brown, it feels like everything kind of stopped there for a little while. Um, and it kind of puts things in perspective, and you know, even our girls felt it. You know, he didn't necessarily coach any of them, but you know, it it puts things in, into perspective, and, and you make it realize that it's you know, ultimately, this is just a game that we play. And um, you know, I, I got to give our girls a ton of credit because they've rallied around me. I feel to an extent they've played for me, um, and, and they've really uplifted me, and, and it's it's been you know, kind of a joy. It's been a getaway for me to get into the gym with them because I kind of forget what's going around in the outside world. And, you know, when I got a group of girls like I have this year that rallied around me and rallied around our community, um, it's it really made things easy for me and it's made me appreciate what I have this year. Um, you know, I got to give a ton of credit to them because, like I said, they I haven't been myself for the last couple of weeks. And, they, like I said, they've rallied around me and it could have been easy for them to kind of pack it in and say, ah, whatever, but, you know, we've won these last couple of games here since Coach Brown has passed, and, you know, like I said, I haven't been myself, but, you know, the girls have continued to fight, and I think to an extent, if you ask them, I I think they're playing for us. You know, when I say us, I say, you know, our coaching staff and and Coach Brown.
0: Coach, how about as you get ready for Calumet? It's a short turnaround. What practice looked like yesterday?
4: Um, we didn't practice. Uh, we had a couple girls sick. So we went in and, and we watched film. Calumet runs dribble drive, which is stuff that we've been doing the last three years. Um, we got away from it this year. But I feel like if there's one game where we didn't have to get into the gym and do physical reps, it's this one because they run the, they're running, and it's almost identical to what we've been doing the last three years. So, you know, my girls understand, you know, what's coming at them. They understand what they're trying to do. They understand, you know, their concepts and, and their principles. And we went in, we watched film, you know, we spent about a good hour, hour and 15 minutes watching film on them and, and preparing for them mentally. And, um, after having, you know, this is going to be our third game in five days. You know, I would rather go up there with kind of fresh legs, you know, and you know what, you know, I thought, what's one more day of reps or shooting, you know, really going to do? So I think it's more important to go up there fresh. Um, and, you know, it's going to probably be our toughest game of the three game stretch. And, uh, hopefully we can, you know, pull out the third win of the,
0: of the week. Coach, will you have everybody available tonight if not 100%? Yeah,
4: everyone's, I believe in, I haven't checked yet, but I think everyone's in school today. So I think everyone's going to be making the bus ride as far as the health of, I know I got three girls who are kind of dealing with some head colds and some stomach things right now. Um, but I think everyone's going to be available. How well? how available that really means is is yet to be determined. But we are definitely going up there, I think, with a full squad today. And, uh, you know, I think once the game hits, you know, and the adrenaline starts to hit, you know, and, you know, we're really riding this, you know, let's do it for D and we'll be all right kind of thing. I think once we get up there, I I think all of that's going to kind of take over and we're going to continue to play the way that we've been playing the last couple
0: of of weeks. Coach, you touched on it a little bit, but fundamentally, what's going to be the biggest key to a win tonight at Calumet?
4: They like to pressure full court and they're kind of relentless in what they're doing it. So I think really taking care of the basketball, they try to speed you up and there's going to be opportunities where uh, we're going to be able to take advantage of of their pressure. And then there's also going to be times where we're going to have to understand when we got to pull it back out and set up some of our offense. So I have a division two point guard and you know, Marissa Delmont. I feel really good with her handling the basketball and making decisions. So. Um hopefully she makes the proper decisions tonight and she knows when to attack them in that press and she knows when to say, all right, you know, let's let's get into some sort of offense.
0: Coach, lastly, okay. give us an update on your JV in the lower levels of your program.
4: Um, my JV currently sits at, I believe, 4-8, and eight, which is a, a big step up from where we were last year. Um, they had two wins last year, so we've already, you know, surpassed last year's win total, and, and they're making great progress. Um, last year it was... Kind of tough to watch them. There wasn't much that resembled basketball um, this year. They're actually, you know, able to run some sets and able to move the ball around. And it's just going to be fine-tuning, you know, the fundamental part. You know, making layups, making post moves, you know, protecting the ball. You know, jump stopping, not traveling, all those things. And then, you know, our younger, our younger level, we, you know, we meet pretty much every Saturday, you know, and we're just going over the fundamentals from kindergarten all the way up to you know sixth to eighth grade. So. We continue to work with them and I feel like we're getting better as a group and as a program and we just got to continue to do what we're doing and you know it's hard work. You know we're going to be back in the gym tomorrow morning at nine o'clock with my Saturday morning program so you know we got a long trip to Calumet. You get home, you put your head on the pillow and I'm sure it's going to feel like the next, you know, a, the mo- a moment later we're waking up and we're back in the gym with our younger group but um, I think if you want to be good and you want to be successful um, you definitely have to put time in with that younger that younger group and, and you gotta do it and um, I think they enjoy it and I enjoy it once I get there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the state of our program.
0: Ben Olsen, head girls basketball coach at Gwyn, his team nine and three heading to Calumet this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Ben. Best of luck this year. We'll
5: talk again soon.
0: Thank you for what you do for us, Tanner. I appreciate it. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP.
5: Dave's Collision and Ishpaming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color-matched finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211.
0: Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Nagani boys basketball with head coach Dan Waterman. His team getting sent to take on Gwyn this evening. And coach, it feels like you've been out of action a lot longer than you probably have. You had a couple of games last week and this is your first action since Friday. Let's go back to last Friday, a 53-41 win for your guys at Manistique. Uh,
6: Yeah, it was a a struggle all night long. Um, We were some things you know uh jackson sager was out sick so we're playing without a point guard which is never a good thing and, and shrunk our our playbook considerably and uh coming off of our first loss against iron mountain uh, on tuesday so that was a different feeling and then you're dealing with a road trip and and uh so lots of different things um I didn't think that we played very well, and, and some of that's due to Manistique. They, I thought they shot the ball really well, and and uh, they did a better job of handling our pressure early in the game. And then, um, you know, we were we were fortunate. We were down by five with about two and a half minutes to go in the in the third quarter, and it wasn't looking good. And we changed up our pressure, and we were able to start turning them over, and uh, we rattled off. I want to say 10 points in a row and went from down five to up five and, and did a nice job in the fourth quarter with just executing our offense and, um, kind of winding the clock down, stepping up to the free throw line and making free throws to close out the game. So, uh, you know, not a, not a perfect situation, but definitely a learning experience. And, um, you know, that, that was last Friday. Uh, you know, tonight will be our first game in a week and, to be honest, that little break couldn't have come at a better time. We've had sickness rolling through our team. Had to cancel practice on on Monday because we had four guys out sick, and uh, so it, it's given us a little bit of time to get out of the gym and, and kind of hopefully try to get healthy. We're still not a hundred percent healthy, but uh, you know, if there was a, a break in the schedule that was at a very opportune time, this was it for us.
0: Will you have everybody available tonight, if not 100%? Uh,
6: I'm hoping. I haven't got any texts this morning saying that they're they're at home uh, dealing with an upset stomach or, or throwing up. So, uh, so far, so good. Fingers crossed.
0: Well, Coach, what has practice looked like this week when you've had the guys there?
6: Well, we, because guys were sick, we've tried to, to shorten it up. We You know, we don't ever want a, to drop in intensity, so... Uh, it was. It was. We got after it pretty good, but um, the the amount of time that we actually spent on the court was decreased a little bit this week. But but it was good. You know, we we still had Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to get ourselves ready for this game and to to work on some things. So uh, productive and uh, and shorter.
0: Well, Coach, you said that you suffered that first loss of the year, and then you go down to a place where funny things seem to happen. You're without your point guard fighting illness. Do you feel like now you're recovered, you're ready to get back to playing Nagawani basketball?
6: Well, I hope so. Um, You know, something that we talked with the kids about is it's February, and, and the teams that struggled early in the season, you know, teams that couldn't handle the press early in the season, well, those teams have been working for two months on handling the press. So you know, teams are working on their weaknesses all the time because everybody wants to win. And, and so the, the teams that started out struggling have gotten better. Uh, you know, the teams that have been successful like us, like the newness of the season has worn off. And, and February is, is kind of like August in, in Major League Baseball. It's the dog days. Like, you know, you're grinding and you're trying to get yourself to the postseason. And, and it's a two- or three-week stretch here where, where you'll you'll see upsets that that don't seem to make sense and, and you see it all over college basketball right now. Good teams are losing left and right and, and uh you know that's something that we have to guard against and, and, and the only way that I know to do that is to to come out and play hard every night. And I think if we play hard things will take care of themselves.
0: Coach, let's talk about Gwyn, your opponent for this evening in a way kinda like Manistique in the sense that they're gritty, they're scrappy and they're a lot better than their record shows.
6: Yeah. You know, they've been involved in a number of close games, and, and uh, we were fortunate. We played them, I want to say, the second game of the year, and our pressure bothered them, and we jumped all over them. I think it was 28-4 to 4 at one point, um, but I went and watched them on Tuesday, and that's not the same team that we played against. They they have made some improvements. I think their their roles are a little more clearly defined on offense. They're... The starting lineup has changed a little bit. Uh, you know, they they have some pieces. They have some kids that are starting to make shots for them. Uh, James Harnick has been their leading scorer all year and and is playing well for them. Uh, Tristan Jancy has played inside a little bit more and, and doing a good job. Caleb Anderson's a, a really good athlete. And, and then Love, Mastin Love, is a, is a very good defensive player, and they've kind of moved him over to a point guard role, and I think that's given them some stability so um you know the record isn't what i'm sure they were hoping for and but they're playing hard each and every night and and to me to my eye they've noticeably improved
0: coach you said that you saw them earlier this week what's the biggest difference that you noticed from the team that you played earlier in the year to the team you saw this week
6: uh i think they're more confident group uh like i said i think they, they changed their lineup a little bit and guys are comfortable in their roles and and that's a huge part of coaching, is, is role definition. Like, like, in our program, shooting's not equal opportunity. You have to earn the right to, to shoot certain kinds of shots, you know, a, a three in transition, for, for example. Not everybody's allowed to shoot that shot. Um, and and it's, it can be hard for kids to accept that, you know, that, that it's not equal. But, you know, on the, on the, the best teams, the, the best players take the most shots, and, and we like to say that everybody plays defense and rebounds. So uh, I, I think that that has helped them. Their, their roles are more clearly defined, who the scorers are and, and uh, who the primary ball handlers are. And, and uh, that can only be good for a team. And, and it looks like it's been good for
0: them. What's going to be the biggest key for a win tonight for your squad?
6: Uh, playing with intensity. Uh, it, it should be a great atmosphere because... It's a 20 year reunion of, of Nagani's 2000 state championship team. Those guys are going to be announced, uh, before the game. So we're anticipating a large crowd. And, and we talked yesterday at, at practice about, you know, showing those guys that, that were on that team. Some of them guys are still local and, and still come to the games. But some of those guys have moved out of the area and we, we want to show them that the current group has carried on the tradition that, that they, uh, themselves were a part of and added to, and, and this current group is doing their part to add on to Negaunee basketball tradition. So just coming out with great energy, and I think we'll be in a good place.
0: Coach, how about for your guys getting to see a team like that? Is there kind of a sense of reverence for them?
6: You know, that our guys know some of, the, some of the really good players off that team that are still in town, the, the Billy Hills and the Louis koskis, So they're not, uh, you know intimidated by that but I you know I live with Jason obviously and and he's talked about it a couple of times is just putting some faces with some names that that he's heard a guy like Aaron Faulkner who you know this 2000 team is kind of bittersweet for me like it's sweet because I'm the Nagani varsity basketball coach right now but at the time I was the JV coach over at Westwood and Losing to those guys in the district final was was really really hard to take. And uh, but I talked about the players on that team, you know, and and the things that we were trying to do at Westwood to slow Billy down and slow Louie down. And Aaron Faulkner was a was one heck of a player, lockdown defender, could could stick a jump shot, and, and probably their third leading scorer. And the Rory Hermans and the Dustin Katonas were the unsung heroes in that team, and uh, you know. So Jason and I have had some really good conversations about how those guys were and, and why they were so successful. So I think I know that he's looking forward to putting some faces with names and going, oh, that's that. Oh, I can see why he would be pretty good. So, um, but of course, twenty years has passed too. So those guys are not probably going to be in playing shape. But uh, you know, it, it's an exciting thing for our for our program and for our town and our community. So really looking forward to tonight
0: dan i look at your upcoming schedule and i know you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself but you kind of run through marquette county guindonite next week you got the neighborhood with westwood and ishpeming and then you got marquette coming up again soon on paper maybe not the toughest stretch of games but certainly one with high motion rivalries what have you how do you look at your upcoming schedule
6: well games aren't won and lost on paper i can promise you that And, and emotion is a huge part of it and and you mentioned it, playing all the county schools, and and uh, the emotions run deep in those games. Um, Westwood is getting better each and every – you know, I, I, I think the Westwood people think I'm going there to watch them all the time, and I'm definitely keeping tabs on Westwood, but it's just kind of a scheduling quirk. They kind of play teams a game or two before we play them. So I've seen a lot of Westwood games. They're getting better by leaps and bounds, uh, and they were pretty darn good to start. Ishperming is obviously improving. They scored 88 points the other night against Holton, and, and then we know how good Marquette is. They're a they're, uh, top two or three team in the entire UP. So uh, we got our work cut out for us. Our schedule has, has been challenging with, with a number of different things, but I, I think the quality of team that we're going to play here coming up is, is really high, and, and uh, we're going to have to be on top of our game to uh, come out on the right end of things.
0: Coach, lastly, give us an update on the lower levels of your program, the JV and the freshmen.
6: Yeah, uh, I had the opportunity for the first time all year to see our freshmen play on Monday night, I think it was. They played Kingsford, and, and that was a, a really good game. Our, our freshmen ended up holding on and, and winning by one uh, to a team that they had lost to earlier in the year, and I actually think they're going to play Kingsford for a third time here. But I uh, really liked what I saw in that game, energy, energy, um had some guys knock in some shots uh but but there's lots of things to work on too i think they were 14 of 37 on the foul line you know that that could have cost them a game so you know i i eat lunch with coach Nemi every day we talk about that group so i i got a pretty good idea what's going on with them and uh typ- typical freshman season they're kind of up and down and as, as freshmen tend to be but um I've seen improvements in those kids from, from when they were in eighth grade. So that, that makes me really happy and excited for their future. Um, our JVs, our, our JVs are playing hard. Um, last week, uh, got a win down at Manistique and, and lost a one point game against Iron Mountain. Iron Mountain's JVs came out in the triangle and two and did a good job of it. And, and, uh, so our, our JVs are getting better. Um, it's tough sometimes, you know, and that's a funny level. Some freshmen are up, uh, so some certain JV teams are, are stronger than usual or stronger than what you're expecting, and some sophomores get brought up, some stay down, so, you know, that, that, that's a pretty volatile level in terms of talent. You're not sure who's going to be where, and, um, you know, I, I think our guys are, are getting better. Jackson Gladwell is finally healthy for our JVs. That's helped them and and given them another solid contributor. So, uh, you know, they're doing some good things. And, uh, you know, just looking forward to seeing what the rest of the season holds for them.
0: Dan Waterman, head boys basketball coach in Aghani, his team taking on Gwynn this evening. Appreciate the time as always, Dan. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon.
3: Yep. Thanks, Tanner.
0: Let's take a time out more in a moment on ESPN-UP.
3: We don't wallpaper. We won't choose your paint colors. But we're here to get your home loan ready so that you can. The mortgage team at First Bank is excited to work with you. Stop in or apply online at first-bank.com. Whether you're ready to buy or planning ahead, make it happen with First Bank.
1: First Bank. Marquette Ishpeming. Member FDIC, equal housing lender, subject to approval, fees may apply. First Bank, where it's all about people.
5: Hi, I'm Mark Stonerock, the Outreach Coordinator and Certified Athletic Trainer for the Sideline to Sideline Sports Medicine Program. So one of the nice things about the sideline program is that we all try to abide by to a same-day or next-day coverage. So there is no waiting. There's no uh, We have an appointment in two weeks, but uh, the athletic trainer will contact the medical practitioner's office, and we try to get you in at least within the next day, and that really expedites the whole program. And it takes a little worry out of the patient's hands and out of the parent's hands and gets them right into the track where they need to be.
0: Welcome back to the UP Coaches Show. Time now to talk Marquette boys basketball with head coach Brad Nelson. His team getting set to welcome a nominee for a crucial conference game this evening. Coach, though, 11-3 and for your squad. You had a test at Westwood Tuesday night, trailed at halftime, got on a 15 nothing run in the third quarter. First of all, what would you do there after halftime to get yourself back on the right track?
3: Uh, we didn't do much. I mean, <clears throat> not much X's and O's, just a few minor adjustments, but... Um, just had a talk at halftime about being on the receiving end of a run and handling it properly, and I thought halftime came at a perfect time for us. You know, I didn't have to call a timeout or, or do anything like that. We were able to kind of withstand it, and, you know, kind of, I think halftime kind of stopped the bleeding for us, which was nice, and I was able to go into halftime and kind of regroup them and, and just remind them of the things that we tried to do defensively in the first half that, you know, Westwood went on that run to end the second quarter, um, you know, and it was kind of a nip-and-tuck game up until that point. And then to go into halftime down seven, we knew we were going to have to come down and control the first four minutes of the third quarter, and I thought we did a good job of that. But we knew it was going to be a battle. We knew Westwood had talent. We knew they were going to play hard with Serge coaching them. And uh, tough road win. Uh, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a good non-conference win for us and uh, happy to get out of there with a win.
0: Defensively, did you do anything different?
3: Uh, we were a little bit more aggressive, Uh, you know, in the second quarter, we got away from a few of the philosophies that we teach, and I talked about it at halftime, is, you know, <clears throat> defending ball screens or, or flex screens or something like that, we, we defend those the same all the time, and I thought, there's a few times where, you know, Carlson came off of a ball screen and the hedge wasn't there, and if he can peel off a ball screen and get into the paint, you know, for us, bad things are going to happen, and that's kind of what happened a few times, so... Just reminded them that it's not a, it's not doing these things. You don't. It's not voluntarily doing them once in a while or when you feel like it. They don't have a choice. You have to do the things that we tell you in practice, or else you're going to be next to me on the bench. So this is kind of a stern message, but you know, hopefully, you know, we've had a couple good days of practice to prepare for a nominee, and hopefully, that message sticks with them.
0: Well, Coach, it was a balanced scoring effort for your squad, but one thing I noticed Lincoln Sager didn't score in the first half. He finished with 10. He was knocking down threes, getting some open looks in the second half. A big reason why your squad was able to pull away.
3: Yeah, he's a huge part of our offense. You know, he's definitely an outstanding shooter. I think he's probably around 50% for the year from three point range, and I think he shot about 43. So uh, teams know about him, and I thought Wester did a good job of taking him away. Uh, I thought this, the looks in the first half, we were 0 for 9 in the first half, which typically were around 30 to 35%. So that was kind of uncharacteristic. We had some good looks in the first half, we just didn't bury him. But that's, you know, a lot of that had to do with how Western was defending us, kind of put us on our heels, and high school kids, you can kind of see it as a coach. I've been coaching long enough where you kind of get a gut feeling of the mentality of your team as the game is progressing, and like I said, I thought in the second quarter, Western kind of had us reeling a little bit, but in the third quarter, we played with a lot more confidence, and that came from the defensive end. We were able to get some stops and turnovers and kind of go on that 15-0 run, and Put Westwood on their heels, and that's kind of what we wanted to do.
0: Coach, tell me about practice this week. Is he gear up for a big one tonight with Menominee?
3: Well, it's you know I told the guys after Tuesday when we played Westwood, um, this is prior to us learning that Menominee beat ASCII, But um, you know we went down to Menominee and you know had a pretty comfortable win. We had the running clock and to start the fourth quarter, and I told them Tuesday I said. I can pretty much guarantee that's not going to be the case next time, you know, when they come up here tonight. So we got to be prepared. They're going to play a lot better defense than they did down there. They're going to, you know, try to push the ball a lot more, uh, use their size uh, a little bit more than they did the first time. So we got to be ready to go. Um, our next three games are conference games, and I told the guys I don't care at all about next week. This is a must-win for us. And, and you know that's a little incentive for these guys. You know, understanding the fact that we have to win the next three, and the first one starts tonight. And I talked about having a championship effort. The timing of this little stretch that we have, you know, it works out well. You know, districts coming around the line <clears throat> or coming down the line. Um, just having a having to play for something uh, in in the next three games, and it, like I said, it starts tonight. and We got to bring a championship effort
0: coach i'm glad that you brought up that escanaba fell to menominee on tuesday night because i was going to ask you how much attention do you pay to that or how much has that been on your mind is now you have the door open for you if you want to win the conference outright
3: well i'd be lying to you if i didn't you know look at the scores every night and every time escanaba takes the court you hope that one of our conference you know opponents knock them off and we were fortunate Tuesday that that menominee is able to do that but that also says a lot about Menominee. You know, is a really good team and for them to, to go to Eski on Tuesday and knock them off, uh, says a lot, you know. So they, they've obviously improved a ton. Um, you know, I got a couple recent films of them and, you know, they're playing a lot better and we got to be ready to play because if we lose this one next week doesn't matter. Um, and, you know, we've kind of had control of the GNC over the past decade. You know, I think we've won eight out of the last ten. We got to, you know, that's something that we pride ourselves on, and like I said, it's good for my kids to to be playing for something, especially in their in their home gym tonight.
0: How about defensively? What will Menominee look like? Are they pretty much man, maybe a little zone, any kind of press?
3: Um, I've seen nothing but man to man. I know Sam Larson, their head coach, I actually coached against him, uh, <clears throat> you know, probably ten years ago. So they're they're a man man to man. Philosophy, but you know one thing that they're doing a lot more is they're getting up in the passing lanes, you know, trying to deny the the wing entries and things like that. So we got to do a good job of getting open. Uh, we got to work harder. You're not just going to be able to take a jab step and then pop out to the wing and expect to be open. So kind of talks about you know, if you're not open, just get out of the way, cut through, and let somebody else rotate up to get the entry pass. But Hopefully we can take advantage of them. I'll try to spread them out a little bit. If they do want to deny those passing lanes, I think that'll open up the penetration lanes, and hopefully we can get to the rim.
0: How deep do they go in the bench as far as their rotation?
3: Uh, they go deep. Uh, you know, I put the scouting report together yesterday, and you know their bench. It's hard to you know get a good read. Obviously they have Keegan Monroe and Isle, but you know the remainder of their guys. They're shuffling people in every two to three minutes. So it's really hard to get a good scout on all of their their bench players, but they all play hard and you know that's something that is always known for. So uh we've got a few tendencies with some of their bench players and what they want to try to do with them. But um we really gotta contain uh Keegan and We gotta stop him from getting to the rim. That's just that's that's what he wants to do. He wants to get to the rim. He plays above the rim more than any player that I've seen in the U P. Just an explosive player. So He's our main focus. Uh, Belle Isle, their their sophomore point guard also is a very capable scorer. So, you know, those are the two main ones, but we got to, you know, limit second chance points and garbage points from, you know, their, their bench players.
0: Coach, how about on your guys' end, on the offensive end, what do you guys need to do tonight to take care of business?
3: Well, like I said, uh, the way that they, they pressure, pressure the wings, um, you know, they extend their defense up to wherever the offense is typically. So if that's the case tonight, you know, we like to run a lot of five-out uh, five action and try you know, penetrate and dish and penetrate and kick. So if they're extending their defense out to where we were, we feel we have a great opportunity to get to the rim and get deep into their defense and exploit that. Um, if they're a little bit softer, we got some counters to that as well. So we've been working on it in practice, and, you know, it's a versatile group that I have. They're able to, you know, play multiple different styles. And... We'll just kind of feel it out over the first few minutes and see what we think we can exploit.
0: Coach, last thing before I let you go, give us an update on the lower levels of your program, the JV and the freshmen.
3: JV teams have been playing a lot better the last few weeks. Uh, their effort, uh, you know, their work ethic out on the court is much better, and that's something that we've kind of been working with. With this group, like I said, in the weeks past, they're very athletic. Uh very athletic sophomore class, and I got two with me on the varsity, and the remainder of them are, are just as athletic. But a lot of it is, you know, between the ears, getting the tough mentality, and, the you know, you're going to have to work a lot harder at the varsity level, and just trying to get them ready for that. Um, so they're improving in that area, which is great to see. Um, freshman team, steady improvement. Uh, they just had a game last night, beat Escanaba in overtime, and you know, it's it's just all fundamentals and, and teaching them the, the the ins and outs of our program as a whole, so that when I get them in two to three years, uh, we can get the hit the ground running and and get into the X's and O's and things like that. So, good things to come. Um, and you know, the freshman season shortened. You know, it's not not many more games for those guys. So, hopefully, we see this the improvement to
0: continue. Brad Nelson, head boys basketball coach at Marquette. His team 11-3 and 3 getting set to welcome the nominee tonight. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. Best of luck going forward. We'll talk again soon. Okay, thanks, Tanner. Let's take a time out. More in a moment on ESPN-UP.
5: Closing costs, equity, escrow. Home buying needs to be in a language that's easy to understand. Whether it's your first or your next home, Embers Credit Union helps you buy that home with straight talk. No BS banking and the very best mortgage for you so every home loan is approved and serviced locally. Our genuine approach to banking is why Embers is the fastest-growing credit union in the UP. See any of our great mortgage loan officers or visit embers.org today. We're Embers Credit Union. Let's live it up. Now you can combine Big Boy's big goodness with Big Room in the new meeting room that can fit up to 50 people. Next time you need a space for your group and food to feed them, call on Big Boy Marquette. You pay for the food, the room is free to reserve. Take a peek at it the next time you're in. It's in the back by the buffet. There's a TV on the wall if you need and free Wi-Fi. Teams can eat meals there. Ladies have been spotted playing cards. What could you use it for? The brand new meeting room at Big Boy Marquette awaits you. Call 226-1062. Marquette.
0: Welcome back to the ESPNUP coaches show. Tanner Hoops with you. I'm glad that you're along as always. That's gonna do it for our show today. I appreciate you being with us. If you missed any of it, any of our interviews, you can check it out on demand. It'll be on the ESPNUP app under the on demand section, or go to ESPNUP.com and check out the on demand there. Enjoy your weekend. Be safe out there. Try and stay healthy. I know the flu bugs going around, the coaches that we had on today, and anyone in the area will tell you no different. Signing off from ESPN UP WC. AM, Ishpeming Marquette. I'm Tanner Hoops. Thanks for listening to The Coach's Corner.